My entitled roommate stays up all hours of the night playing Fortnite with his friends. And after having him scream at 3 in the morning for getting another victory royale, I decided that I had had enough, so I decided to get some revenge. Here's what happened. So to start things out, I had three roommates. Two of us lived upstairs and two of us lived downstairs. All of us were 20 to 21 years old, yet I was the only person in that house that wasn't completely burnt from college, snowboarding, and partying. So, in turn, I was always the one cleaning, taking out the trash, shoveling snow, patching holes in the wall, setting up the Wi-Fi, etc. I held the lease, the utilities, the Wi-Fi, and I was the sole point of contact for the landlords, neighbors, and repairmen. Basically, everything ran through me in the house. My roommate who lived upstairs with me was very privileged, and he didn't work. His parents paid for his lifestyle, and they didn't bother to check up too often. We had an adjoined bathroom, and basically, if I open my bathroom door in my room, and he opens it in his room, we can sit on our beds and look at each other in the face. The bathroom was quite small, so it was maybe 15 feet from bed to bed. He would always leave his bathroom door open and then loudly play Fortnite all night. He would be screaming stuff like, Let's go, boys. Here we go. Let's get the W, boys. We got this, boys. And in the process, would be waking me up multiple times a night. In the past, I was cool with everyone having weird hours, as well as our lifestyle being a flurry of bad choices. But I was growing up, and my friends were clearly not. I had just gotten my first salary job at a very large, well-known, and hated corporate finance firm. I was at the very bottom, and I was hating my life. I was being overworked, underappreciated, and being hyper-monitored. I mean, the amount of time I spent in the bathroom was a metric that they even looked at. It was tough. I even gained 50 pounds in six months overall. I would wake up at 5.30 in the morning, and my roommate would still be playing Fortnite. I started closing his bathroom door before I went to bed, but he would just open it 30 minutes later, and then leave it open. I reached a boiling point one night and I asked him to stop playing at night, but he blew it off in his usual style. But rather than getting angry, I decided to get smart and started planning my revenge. Just like Pavlov's dog, my friend was highly influenceable. I mean, there wasn't a lot of stimulus getting through his skull on a daily basis. At first, I tried to be nice. Then I tried full-on manipulation. I could turn off the house's IP address from being able to connect on my Wi-Fi with ease. I don't think anyone in the house ever knew that it was possible and they just perceived the Wi-Fi as this strange magic box that you just plug into an outlet in the wall and then it just appears. So I started blocking his Xbox's IP address every night before bed. So to fix that issue, he started using his phone to tether his Xbox. So then like clockwork, I started blocking his phone and his laptop as well. And then I would switch them back and forth for like 15 minutes and then disconnect them all once he was in the middle of a game. I was trying to get him to believe that the Wi-Fi was just messed up late at night. After weeks of hearing him stomp around in frustration and a couple of calls to the internet service provider, as well as a convincing clueless performance by yours truly, he finally admitted defeat. My original goal was to make him quieter at night. I figured he would catch on what I was doing and simply not yell at three in the morning every single night. But what happened instead was much better. He started going to bed at a reasonable time and started waking up at eight o'clock in the morning to play his game because that's when he he believed that the Wi-Fi was going strong. Unfortunately for him, though, his group of 20-year-old Fortnite diehards did not have the luxury of not working and could only play at night. He eventually got bored of playing without his friends and started hanging out at the local skate park as well as the shoe store where our mutual friend was working. And eventually, he actually got his first job out of pure boredom, which means I single-handedly conditioned my friend to improve his life and mine. And this was all done in 60 days without him knowing in the 
the slightest. So in the end, I was able to finally get some sleep and my friend was able to start working and change his life forever in the process. That is a really funny way of getting back at someone. It's cool that the original poster's idea was that, hey, maybe if I turn off the Wi-Fi, he will stop bothering me at night and I can finally get some sleep. But instead, he actually kind of like, I don't know, changed this guy's life for the better. Like, think about it. This guy was doing nothing. He was playing Fortnite all night, all the time, instead of getting a job or getting some kind of work experience. I mean, he could very well still be doing that to this day if this friend didn't step in and do this. I mean, what a crazy butterfly effect this was. So honestly, good for the original poster for doing this. If I was in your shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. Staying up all hours of the night and disturbing everyone around you. Also, you can play Fortnite is incredibly rude and just so unfair. So shutting down the Wi-Fi and teaching this guy a lesson in a roundabout way is probably the most wholesome form of revenge I've ever seen in my life. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Am I the Jerk for ignoring a guy that was making me uncomfortable on a university class trip? Here's what happened. So I recently went on a trip with my friend organized by my university class. On the first day, this guy from another class approached us and asked if he could join us for lunch. We noticed that everyone else in his class was avoiding him, but we thought he was lonely, so we agreed for him to eat with us. Immediately, it was clear why his classmates ignored him. He seems to be unaware of most social clues and has some uncommon hobbies. However, I try to be nice to him, while my friend on the other side keeps being rude to him and acts very bothered by his presence. The trip goes on and the guy keeps staring at us from afar. He tries to interact with us despite us clearly showing that we want to be by ourselves and he asks both me and my friend for our numbers and that he wants to go out for drinks later that night. But we collectively say no. However, he waits until I am alone and corners me asking again for my number. Eventually though, I do give in since my professors are close by and I don't want to cause a scene. And maybe this is where I made a mistake. Throughout the day, he starts complimenting me, specifically my physical appearance. I don't engage with him. And then he starts complaining that I never speak to him and that still he knows nothing about me. My professors eventually jump in on that, agreeing that I am being extra quiet. I admit that I am sensitive about this topic, so I start becoming extra uncomfortable. This constant annoyance continues, with him complaining that I am not speaking enough and that I am not smiling and all these other weird things. I was already uncomfortable at this point. Then, I made a joke to my friend, saying that I was so tired, I would gladly fall asleep right there at that bed in the shop window. This guy then chimes in, commenting that lots of people would surely pay to look at me. My friend then scolds him for being a weirdo, but he just plays dumb. Later that night, we all go to dinner, and this guy, of course, sits right in front of me. My friend sits next to me, but with her back directed towards me throughout the whole dinner. So I'm forced to interact with this guy, while my professors keep teasing me because I'm being so quiet. My friend even encourages the guy to keep talking to me, despite me previously telling her that I was very uncomfortable. In the end, the guy asked me to go out together. I refuse, saying to him that I'm a very busy person. At this point, I was straight up panicking, and I was so stupid not to say I'm in a relationship or that I'm not interested. He keeps insisting, and I keep rejecting him. Finally, the dinner ends, and I'm very upset both at him and my friend for literally not helping me throughout the entire night. It was so uncomfortable. The first day we are all back home, he texts me asking me how I'm doing, and of course, I don't reply, since I am still bothered by the way he acted. My friend, however, tells me I was being too harsh on him. So honestly, I'm at a loss and I seriously am not sure what to do. I feel like I gave him so many signals that
that I was not interested, and he actively chose to ignore them. On the other side, maybe I was not clear enough on not being interested in him. So am I the jerk for trying to ignore this guy, even though he keeps trying to pursue me? What should I do? First off, I don't think you're the jerk for ignoring this guy. It can certainly be seen as a tactic to get out of this situation, but honestly, you need to be upfront with him. This guy does not pick up on social clues. He is not going to get any of the signals that you're putting down. He will keep missing this until you finally say exactly what you mean. Any of these passive remarks or passing comments, or even these bad vibes you're giving off, are clearly going over his head. So the obvious answer here would be to text him back and say, I don't like you, you make me uncomfortable, please leave me alone. And sure, that is a pretty cut and dry response, but this guy is not taking no for an answer. He was making really weird comments about your body, he was saying that people would pay to watch you sleep, and he was clearly not picking up that you're not enjoying his company, and that you really want him to leave you alone. So I think it's honestly time to say something. And sure, you could just block him and then move on with your life, but he could always show up once again and still try to pursue you. And then you're going to have to explain away why you blocked him in the first place. So if I was in your shoes, I would be sending that text message much sooner than later. I mean, honestly, you deserve the peace of mind. This guy was being a weirdo and you have no obligation to try and be nice to him. He was clearly being a weirdo and there is no reason that you should have to put up with that in the slightest. Am I the jerk for refusing to help out my little brother after he got sick at a family wedding despite the fact that I warned him to slow down on how much he was eating? Here's what happened. So my brother, who we will call Ryan, that's not his real name, went to a family wedding yesterday. To cut to the chase, he is an overeater. This has always been an issue, but as of lately, since he moved out, it has skyrocketed. During the wedding, I noticed he was eating an abnormal amount of food. First, he went to an all-you-can-eat candy table and filled his plate to the top with candy. Then, he ended up going back and forth from the candy table to the buffet, and I noticed that he went back and forth at least three times with full plates of food. I decided to walk over to him and say something, because this was completely out of control. So, I went over to him, and I warned him that he's overeating, and that he might get sick again, like he has in the past. He got mad at me for bringing up his past and told me to mind my own business. So I decided to do just that. I ignored him and I went back to the dance floor. A half an hour later, I see him briskly walking over to me with a horrified look on his face. He pulled me aside and right away, I noticed that something was wrong and he also smelled. He told me to follow him to the bathroom and I realized as we were walking there that he was holding his bottom, walking weird and smelling like you know what. Yeah, that just happened. I immediately scolded him and flat out asked why he went to the bathroom in his pants. He told me to wait until he got out of the bathroom, but I snapped and I started to say to him, what in the world is wrong with you? Once we got to the bathroom, he told me to block the door and I said, no other people need to use this. He said that he just needs to clean his pants and if I can block the door while he does it, then I could get someone else to help him out. At this point, I was so mad, I said, absolutely not. Instead, I'll just mind my own business. I then went to walk out. As I walked out, our grandfather walked in and saw him taking off his pants to run it under the sink to try and clean it off. Our grandfather just looked at both of us and walked out of the bathroom. I walked out too because I was so embarrassed to be associated with this. Somehow it spread and I heard people whispering about it and even some other people were laughing really hard about this. He ended up leaving and not going to the family brunch later today. I never wanted to be involved in this and I tried to warn him what would happen. I'm upset because now he's not answering my text messages and just wants this to be forgotten overall. But I can't help but ask, am I the jerk for not helping my little brother out when he got sick at a family wedding?
wedding. No, you are not the jerk in this situation. Your brother is an adult. He is 19 years old. I mean, you tried to warn him. You tried to tell him, hey, you really shouldn't overeat because things might end in disaster like they have before. I mean, this guy clearly has some kind of medical issue or some kind of allergy that he's clearly not aware of. Because going to the bathroom in your pants all of a sudden, after 30 minutes of you basically warning them that, hey, you're kind of overdoing it, might mean that he's allergic to something that he's just not aware of. And you know what? It's not like you told everybody else that this happened. It's not like you went up to the DJ and announced it over the microphone. Hey, my brother just went to the bathroom in his pants. Everybody go look. It sounds like the grandfather's the one that let it slip. So if anything, he should be mad at him, not you. You didn't do anything. So I would not feel bad about this situation in the slightest. You tried to help your adult brother. You tried to tell him to take his foot off the gas, but this guy clearly overdid it. And the only person he has to thank is himself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. My girlfriend is pushing me very hard to get married with her right away, suggesting that I even take out a loan or get some credit cards to pay for the ring that she wants. And now I'm at a loss and I seriously don't know what to do. So I need some advice dealing with the pressure my girlfriend is putting on me to propose to her. We started dating in February of 2022 and have been in a long distance relationship together for about 60% of the time. I live in the United States and she lives in Peru. I love her so much and we do great things together. And I want my life with her. I just don't have the finances together to do it at this moment, especially when it comes to buying a nice ring that she wants. I feel ready to get engaged with her, and I understand they do things faster in her culture. To us, it does not serve us any advantage, as we weren't planning on starting the paperwork for her visa to the U.S. until November of this year. But I am willing to compromise in the best ways I can. Basically, I just graduated college last month, and I'm currently looking for a job in my field. Financially speaking, my family paid for my tuition and college expenses. I worked, but I still covered my own expenses, such as a car, phone, and other costs. Recently, I spent about $2,000 on the transmission that failed in my own car, as well as other expenses that have come up, and it's all basically added up to make my money a bit tighter than it normally would be. I see myself working in about a month, hopefully, and I should be financially stable with a good income around October or November, and that's right about when I want to purchase a nice ring, which is in my budget of a little under $2,000. It's a lot of stress because I'm going to see her in her country in two weeks and I'm trying to figure out what to do. When it comes to the ring I want to buy, I told her specifically right now, I can't afford anything more than $900 as I've had a lot of expenses and I'm going to have upcoming travel expenses just to see her. She gets upset when I say that because she doesn't want a cheap ring that she will have for the rest of her life. She has said that she is wasting time waiting for 
for it. She has told many people that we will figure out a way to make it happen, whether it's putting it on a credit card or borrowing money from parents. My parents have helped a lot, and I appreciate how they helped me through college, but I don't want to ask more from them in terms of financial help. What should I do? Honestly, it really seems like this is super rushed in my opinion. Your girlfriend is not considering you or your wallet in the slightest. Like, sure, she wants a really nice ring, and she wants something that she's going to enjoy the rest of her life, but what she isn't getting is that you don't have money for it right now. Literally, the timing is all wrong. And also, it seems a little sketchy that she's pressuring you to get married, as well as to take on unnecessary debt, just so she can have a really nice ring. I mean, you've only been dating her for 18 months. That, in my opinion, is a big red flag. Like, why is she being so pushy and trying to get you to marry her so quickly? And sure, it's not like you don't want to marry her. Obviously, you have your sights set on spending the rest of your life with her, but it really seems like she just doesn't care about your financial situation, and she's more interested in getting married and having that ring on her finger. Like, money doesn't grow on trees, people. It's not like you can just bring that money out of nowhere, and I think it would be completely unwise to take out credit cards and start borrowing money from other people just to try and make this happen simply because she wants it. It comes off as really disrespectful, and it really seems like she's just disregarding your feelings, as well as the reality of your financial situation altogether. So honestly, if she really does love you, she should be willing to wait for a proper ring, as well as the proper timing to get married. Because right now, she is being completely irrational, and you don't deserve that in the slightest. Am I the jerk for not wanting to dedicate half of my wedding to my fiancé's sister? Here's what happened. To start things out, all names in this story are fake. I got engaged to my boyfriend John in early 2023, and our wedding is scheduled for early 2024. John has a sister by the name of Jane, who's 15 years old and was recently diagnosed with leukemia. She's receiving chemotherapy, and as far as I know, it's not terminal. One of Jane's dreams in life is to get married. Ever since I've known her, she's talked about her future wedding and has planned every last detail. Since she got diagnosed, she's become very worried that she won't be able to have her dream wedding because she might pass before that happens. Based on what I know about her diagnosis, she'll likely survive and go on to live a full life, but it's a definitive possibility that she could pass away. John and I are currently in the wedding planning stage, and this is also where we might be the jerks in the situation. John's parents approached us a few days ago and asked if we would be willing to dedicate some of our wedding time to Jane, since she might not get her own someday. According to them, Jane wants to wear a wedding dress, invite a lot of her friends, have a say in the food, the cake, the decorations, and have a first dance with her boyfriend. They said it's better to do this at our wedding, because then the family can celebrate all together. John and I were shocked that they would ask this, since we thought that our wedding would be about us. I know Jane is struggling, and I feel completely awful for her, since no teenager should have their youth ruined by cancer. But I don't see why we can't have a separate party for Jane, instead of having to dedicate half of our day to her. Especially since she would likely get most of the attention due to her condition in the first place. Additionally, it would cost a lot more money just to pay for Jane's friends to attend the wedding. And John and I are definitely not made of money. John and I told his parents that we would have to think about it. But after discussing it, we decided it would be better to say no because we would prefer our day to be about us. But we would be more willing to pitch in funds and help plan a separate party specifically for Jane. But as you probably can guess, when we informed John's parents about this, they were absolutely furious. They said that they couldn't believe we were prioritizing ourselves over a child with cancer and that we were being selfish. They said this might be Jane's only chance for a wedding and how dare we deny her dying wish. I said I didn't understand 
understand why we couldn't have a separate party, but John's parents said they wanted it to feel authentic for Jane, so it would be better to do it at an actual wedding. When they started raising their voices, John and I just left. But since then, John's family has been spamming us with messages about how terrible we're being towards Jane and how they can't believe we're not being considerate of her wishes. So honestly, are we being unreasonable here? Are we being jerks for not wanting to dedicate half of my wedding to my fiance's sister? Honestly, this is insane to me. John's parents are just straight up lazy. Can I just say that? Instead of planning something separate for their daughter who has leukemia, they're thinking to themselves, oh, I know what we can do. We could just have it at this wedding that's going to happen. Like, first off, that's a terrible idea. And if I was in John and the original poster situation, you better believe I'm going to say no. That is so unbelievably inappropriate. And it's not fair for the people actually getting married. Like, if anybody is being inconsiderate right now, it's John's parents. And obviously, they're getting upset because now they have to throw two different parties in this situation. They have to plan for John and the original poster's wedding, as well as this weird fake wedding they're doing for their daughter, which, by the way, is really weird in my opinion. Like, these people are trying to have a fake wedding for a child. This girl is 15 years old. Like, if they really want to have this moment for their daughter to experience what it's like to get married, or some kind of imitation of it, they easily could plan this with some kind of organization. There are definitely resources available for somebody to try and pull this off at a reasonable rate. But John's parents don't want to do that. They want to be lazy and try and hijack this person's wedding. And that is incredibly inappropriate. And when they're told no, they try to gaslight these people and be like, wow, you are being so inconsiderate right now. Like, no, no one's being inconsiderate except for you. You're literally using your daughter as a guilt tripping device to try and push to have her in this wedding. Like, what is happening right now? Maybe just have like a wedding themed birthday party or something like that. Go over the top, do whatever you want. But taking away from someone's actual like real world wedding, that in my opinion is so disrespectful and there is no way in the world I would ever let that slide if I was in your shoes. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.